welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. Where was alcohol? Get out your Swiffer, power up that vacuum, get your cleaning closet, and oh god, what is under there? As today's life pairing is spring cleaning with Corona beer. We discuss witch ducking, limes, and recycling. Ooh, that's a long list. Ah, <laughs> you like excited? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm recycling. Up. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, I cannot Whoa. wait. Mind blown. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, a spring cleaning. Yes. Have you done yours? No. Well, okay. I I started sort of pandemic cleaning in the way oh, that yeah. it, like when we first like in the first months, um, which would have been spring cleaning last year because mm. it was March and April. Uh, yeah. I really started like there was too much stuff around me. So like for the last year, I've just been trying to continue to clean, but I've got some big plans for the spring nice i uh, yeah i like it i I, it feels like there's like this weird obligation every year but it to declutter your life Mm -hmm. but uh, it feels good it's like the winter's over you can go outside you want you know you want fresh new yeah yeah what does it mean to you what do you normally are you a big uh spring cleaner uh does it count if you do it in the summer and then like do it in a lot of parts that maybe then ends up being the next spring (laughs) i do that um i did actually clean my washing machine yesterday wow like the you clean like inside it out yeah because i found out when i was moving from my old house that uh you have to do that so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like the feeling of it. I very much am getting onto this, you know, Facebook marketplace. I'm learning how to make money because, you know, yeah, pen. I don't have a traditional job, so <laughs> I'm just gonna sell off all of our shit. It's a, but it it feels really good. It's dude, the Facebook marketplace. My my mom was talking about this the other day. She was like, oh, I wish there was that when you guys were kids because she gets like mm. a lot of stuff out there. Like a lot of moms will just like get rid of their kids' toys for not even a tenth of the cost so like you can get some pretty rad stuff on facebook marketplace yeah i mean i guess it's kind of taking over the like garage sale but you know for a lot of people in canada or northern america we don't have that during the winter time so you can't like run off and get yeah you know use goods until someone has a garage sale. and then in the uk they have boot sales which is like out of their cars and I can't say I knew a lot of people that even were involved in that. So, yeah, I mean that used to be a big thing when we were kids. I mean, I guess it still mm-hmm. is. It's like the best place to get patio furniture or a lawnmower, oh, yeah. or like stuff like you know stuff that's like typically expensive when you're first moving out. Yeah, um, you like, and it's always like thought of second. You're always just like, oh, I knew we needed couches. I didn't think about a lawnmower. Yeah, uh, those grad sales are always the best place to get it at the beginning of the spring. Yeah, exactly. And you never know what you're going to find because a lot of people are just like, oh, I just can't deal with them. Just like, at, I remember doing garage sales and you're just like, just grab whatever. You want to get it out of the house. Oh, 100%. You're just trying to make a buck on all the things you pay too much money for and then don't mm-hmm. want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, you know, spring cleaning, I think there's going to, Facebook Marketplace is going to be uh, pumping. Oh, especially, especially one year into pandemic because we're still like, wait, how did we get more stuff? Oh, I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> like, know. Oh, damn it, they didn't shut down that online shopping. There, uh, there is so much psychology around I on imagine, yeah. around this. Would you like to hear a little about it? <laughs> I would. Tell me why it's such a. It's like feels ingrained. It feels very ingrained. First of all, I will tell you all this, and I and I feel you should know. Um, as our as our trusty listeners uh this is being recorded on 420 so i don't want to say i i'm uh under the weather a little but perhaps i am mm. so <laughs> you guys are high on drugs there we go <laughs> there you go uh, spring cleaning her mind i am spring cleaning my mind with a little sativa all right 
Here we I'm go. just drunk, so I that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> so if you guys are <laughs> enjoying this, then you're only adding to our problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite website that always comes through for me uh, in mm. the psychology department, is, you know it, you love it, psychologytoday.com offers this up, which uh, was a lovely article, so I'm going to pretty much just read you what they have to say. For many of us, uh, the onset of spring is a reminder to start our annual spring overhauls, decluttering, organizing, and cleaning. While spring cleaning has its obvious benefits, uh, an organized closet, a sparkling countertop, and possibly even more open spaces, more importantly, it has been associated with its improved mood decreased stress and heightened creativity carla oh so you think if i clean my room it would make me write faster do you want to know something (laughs) i think it would like like your room is very clean but like it it just in the mind like in the way of like just sparking creativity like decluttering Mm -hmm. and my mind works the best like the times i write the best jokes or you know, like the the best idea for something I, is when I'm doing something else. Oh yeah, just yeah. sitting there and trying to dream up ideas is impossible to me. It's not a thing. Well, it's not, especially if you have no access to a piece of paper. So if you're like really like in a toilet, scrubbing away, you've got stuff in your hands. Perfect time for your brain to be like, "Hey, guess what? I got a really good <laughs> idea." <laughs> well. <laughs> That's where I've started like taking um, audio notes, which are really funny oh. to listen back to because they're just like, <laughs> it's not only like, are you reading something where you're like, oh, that was a weird idea. Now you have to hear yourself say it with such enthusiasm. You're like, well, I got a real lot of confidence going into this fucking premise, which is just yeah. like, not connected to anything. <laughs> but yeah, so actually it does. I I might dare to say that it sparks mm. creativity. Kind of right. If I can't do something, I, I start cleaning it. It does feel better to me because it feels like my hands are busy. My mind is busy. It feels good. But uh, here's what psychology today has to say. Clutter can increase stress uh, by distracting us and overwhelming us, our senses with extraneous stimuli. <laughs> I couldn't read that on a good day. That's... <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> not on a 420 day yeah not on a 420 day i love that extraneous stimuli was just like the word like they couldn't say just like sensory outside overload stuff. outside brain stuff outside brain <laughs> stuff <Yeah>. and <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh toppling piles of unsightly messes and well as well as associated smells and noises piles of papers indicate that work is endless and that even if we finish what we're working on there's still more to be done so you don't get any sort of like closure on like completing a task because everything around you is messy and you just feel like it's never uh gonna get done so i was gonna tell you this as well if you think you're the only one with few piles of junk around the house think again most canadians and americans believe that home organization and cleanliness are among their top five stressors women also just watch hoarders and then you'll feel a little bit better do you oh, have any dead God. cats in your place yeah you like several dead cats somewhere you can't find them anymore dude when they <laughs> open up a fridge and maggots spill out oh. i can't i'm like i vow every time i'm like i'll never watch this again <laughs> and then i see well, I think it's on it. amazon prime now so you, oh. can, you can binge that shit we used to uh, at the beginning of the pandemic we were binging episodes of hoarders and just being like oh god we gotta get to the fridge huh i started like pulling things out you know when you like pull your stove out and pull your fridge out you're like oh my god i know and it's just like i have like i do not like critters in my space so i like a clean space yeah so if you watch that now you'll just start like pulling items out and wiping your baseboards down because you're like fucking (laughs) too many maggots yeah um but yeah, so this is actually, this is really like specific to women. It says women specifically have shown to have chronic levels of cortisol, a stress homo- hormone, if they perceive their homes to be cluttered. So this is like really like hmm. a stressful thing to women. Right. And I guess it's fed too by the fact that, especially right now, like Ikea, 
Ikea will fix your problem, um, which we dealt with in another episode. <laughs> or, you know, do the Marie Kondi, Kondo, Kondi, Kondi thing. Kondo. Or, um, you know, like all, like the container store or all the Pinterest, you know, TikTok, all yeah. these things really, you know, put a lot of pressure on us to be like, oh, we should be getting organized. Why are we not organized? My fucking spice drawer is not alphabetized. What <laughs> What kind of human am I? Well, you do, you start to get down on yourself, but I, I will go as far as to say, like, I'm dis, I'm disorganized, and the more mm-hmm. I organize, the better I feel. It, you know what? There's a weird thing, with just going to the spice rack thing, I did, I did organize my spice It should be alphabetized. I know you're making fun of it, but it's like. No, but I feel so much better now that I've done it. Yeah. That's why I'm. So I'm, I mock it, but that's, that's, I have done that. I have done it, and I'm like, oh, look at this. I have kind of an extreme bias on this, but I, I only because I grew up in a house that was so organized all the time. Mm-hmm. So Same. like, I, it's taken me a long time to start even trying to be clean because for some reason, from like, I was a, a cluttered kid, I was a cluttered teenager, and my parents were so organized and like mm-hmm. you'd set a glass down on the table and my mom would be like, "Nope, this isn't the dishwasher." You're like, "I'm just <laughs> still half a glass." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like. It was very clean and organized. And then mm. uh, in my 20s, I really could have cared less what was where. I used to wade through piles of clothes to get to work. Yeah. But now I don't know what happened to me, but my 30s hit and I am slowly like, oh, that's not on a right angle. Oh, <laughs> a clean house is a happy house. And I'm like, oh, shoes go in the shoe rack, don't they? <laughs> Funny how they call it that shoe rack for shoes. Like I'm like so fucking passive aggressive for no reason. Yeah. But I just like everything has its, it's starting to have its place. And nice. I got to be honest, like the the more it has a place, the the less it worries me. Yeah. And it and I think um, obviously, and then it, it, it cuts down on time too, right? Like that's really the thing that. Yeah. You know, you're not spending 45 minutes looking for something. I do have to say one of my proudest moments, and I love my mom, and she yep. listens to this podcast, but sometimes I out-organize her. It is a dream. And it's a pretty, yeah. I'm um, like, I'm sorry, I have a binder with tabs. With this. <laughs> what else would you like me to do? And she's like, okay. <laughs> I, I did made you a- colorize them in the right color scheme? I'm like, no. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it did. It's already been. Yeah. There's nothing. You know what that is, though. It's like if your your parent is particularly good at something, and it's something they've been Mm -hmm. on your butt to do. It Mm -hmm. feels like uh, when you like say yes to every time they're like, "Ooh, uh, color scheme." Actually, I did, and I alphabetized. I know you don't normally do that. Like you just want to get them back somehow. Yes. I made a charcuterie plate um, this Christmas that I think hurt my mom's feelings. Oh. And she was like, "That's, but I like to make them the best." And I was like, and everyone was like, "Ooh, this one's nicer." And then I just wanted to like throw mine out because I felt so bad. At, like I was pretty cocky about it. Then I was like, "Oh, this is like weirdly hurting her feelings." So I didn't oh. want. I wanted to just like throw it in the garbage. You told me that, and actually, this came up like last week when I was talking to my mom. And we were talking about you know eventually having Christmas and all this stuff. And uh, she was like, "Well, yeah, I'll get somebody to do a charcuterie plate." And I'm like who's doing a charcuterie like i'm suddenly now like i'm aware i'm like no 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 we just don't let everyone do a charcuterie play. <laughs> yeah, like, what, like i need to see on credentials yeah. <laughs> which is like <laughs> such a basic bitch thing because it's like uh, this has become the thing of like who makes oh the charcuterie the best yeah. and everyone thinks theirs is the best because they're like oh i actually put different olives so you have a yeah. choice there on Ooh, mine yeah and i'm like oh go. interesting okay i went i went out I went more than one cheese, but that's just me. Like people are fucking shitty about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I yet- mean, like they were talking about it, and my my sister in law, um, I think it was her mom or somebody. I think it was maybe my sister in law, but they actually had like little tiny signs for each cheese. Yeah. So I don't know why I was giving shit on anybody, but I was like, all right, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, but now I'm like, oh, they have to have signs, obviously, on the cheese. Oh, I know. There's like, I, this thing is going to be multi-level now. It's going to be just like, <laughs> I, it'll be like a, a building of charcuterie like, board. We've, we've moved into like an afternoon tea, you know, like where they have a little thing. Yeah. It's like high tea board. now. You have to like do 15 layers of charcuterie. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. All it was ever supposed to be was just like meat and cheese. Yeah. Which my mom has been doing for her whole life. <laughs> uh, Don't worry. Us millennials took it and 
we got confused. We couldn't buy things and uh, we couldn't buy houses. Yep. We so we started buying avocados av- and we got. I was going to say avocados. I was going to say we started yeah. buying avocados and nice cheese. Getting really good at charcuterie. Yeah. I started getting so well known in the cheese department at my local Safeway that I stopped shopping mm-hmm. there because she was like, oh, hey, the comedian. <laughs> like I, and I was, like, I was like, yeah, that's me. She's like, I got a new red wine cheese for you. And I was always like, I don't like to be. <laughs> I don't like to be known in a way that people are like, hey, cheese girl. (laughs) You're like, I still have the five cheeses that you got me last week. Yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of people coming over to my house for this. She's like, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So just your mom and your dad. And then when everybody goes to bed, you order wonton soup and then eat the rest of your charcuteries. That's what happened. I'm like, yep, that's true. That is what's happening. Uh, but <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? Spring cleaning, spring cleaning. Spring cleaning spring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so spring cleaning uh, is good for you. <laughs> oh, good, good, oh, good. No. It it's like it, there's just so many negative feelings surrounding clutter. The more you have, the more attached you get to it. The less you start being attached to real things. It's like mm. it, you know it, if you uh, and then if you start to like get rid of things, they say like there's so many different uh, ways of doing this in life but they're like the less clutter you have like just the happier you are because people aren't like material things aren't good to pile up you know so anyways yeah and i think it's um like you said external stimuli wait too much (laughs) external to know (laughs) what did they say uh, oh uh <laughs> extraneous outside brainy like. things yeah extraneous yeah. sorry extraneous. yeah if you're like looking in a room and there's seven billion things like even although like we can do that thing where our brain just kind of sh- shuts parts out and we don't notice right um that we might not be noticing that our brain is still taking in that stimuli right so yeah and and, and honestly like I, start, I started doing this in my house, which is like my version of spring cleaning, which is mm. just like I, desig- I designate a new junk room. So oh, yeah. I just like, I move everything. That's dangerous. Into, yeah, I just like move things into that room <laughs> and I close the door. It's like Monica's secret closet on Friends. Uh, like mm. I just put it all in one room and then mm-hmm. everything else is clean and I'm just like, oh, there's no junk in here. And you open that door and you get like belted in the face with like... <laughs> Just a different, like, t- an old tube TV from 1987. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, all in all, it's really good for you. It, it keeps you uh, sharp. It reminds you that material things are not important. Uh, the organization uh, makes you feel less overwhelmed when you, when you just mm-hmm. can do something without having to worry about all the steps in between. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So from like kind of every angle, I would this we haven't had one in a while that's just been super good for you. Yeah. But this is yeah, the spring cleaning is pretty good for you. Yeah. I think from like um uh what do they call it? Where you because we live in a society where we have to make too many decisions. Yes. Um decision, like decision fatigue, overload. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Decision fatigue, yeah. Um so if you are the more the more organized you are, obviously the less decisions you have to make. Um, and they're small, they're micro decisions, right? Like, okay, where do I put my keys? Right. Uh, oh, I'll just throw them here. I'll remember that. Well, your brain's going to now be like, oh, fuck. And then, then you won't be able to find your keys and you're going to be yelling at your spouse. And <laughs> it does. It's like, it's like a domino man. effect of, of things, right? Like, it's yeah. like when you're just way too overloaded by choices, you just start being like, I don't know, fucking whatever. You know, it's like, yeah. It's like when you go into a restaurant and they're like, there's like, you have six side options and you have to pick four for some reason. You're just like, I don't know. Too many. The broccoli, uh, the broccolini, they're like, ooh, the broccolini is an extra dollar. You're like, oh, that's okay. And they're like, did you want the mashed potatoes? I'm like, yeah, mashed. Yo, mashed potatoes are actually $2 extra. And then you're just like, that's fine. You decide then. And then I'm like, what's just like a regular side? She's like, ooh, we actually don't have regular sides. Everything's an extra (laughs) dollar. And then you're just like, oh, well, do I have to pick any of them? You don't actually have to pick any of them. I'm like, okay. Uh, You're like, I have to go lie down now. You're like, I don't even want this anymore. I'm so stressed (laughs) out. I I never, like, I thought mashed potatoes was going to kill me in a completely different way. I didn't think it was going to (laughs) be fucking stress related. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's the it, decision overload. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And from somebody that I've had anxiety, I think, since I came out of the womb. Yeah. Um, 
organization has been my kind of uh whatever like cheat sheet or whatever for for trying to to negate that now obviously do I need 17 spreadsheets that talk about what's in every room and <laughs> I spend a lot more time on the spreadsheets than I do actually cleaning things but uh yeah it's a, I think it's probably a control thing too yeah um yeah, it's I really very interesting. I really don't like. Uh, yeah, I like to have a little bit of control over. Oh, we don't put things on counters, do we? <laughs> counters are for cleaning. <laughs> I had a high school history uh, history teacher, uh, and he he would tell us you know, on bad days he would be like, "Sometimes I just go home and vacuum because I can see the effort that I've done, and I can see your results." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, dude, that's dark. It's <laughs> so dark, dude. You know why? Because it's, he, you know, it's because it's he's right. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I wow. pump everything I am as a human into you, ungrateful, unwilling to learn, <laughs> over fucking spoiled nerds. You know, like he's just so angry, and yeah. then he's just oh. like, at least when I vacuum, I can see the lines in the carpet. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, you know what so it is much. It, so much it's like the ta- it, i mean all he was like j- talking about really is the task reward system like but just in the yeah, saddest yeah. fucking possible way <laughs> oh that makes me I laugh mean, so the, hard that, i mean it is a, that's the other kind of part of it too is that task reward system is is that like I don't know. Like you do your taxes, you're like okay. Which, by the way, I have to do my taxes. Yeah, I have yet yet to do my taxes. <laughs> Everyone do their taxes. You know, like it's it's not a, as much of a tangible thing, right? Um, we we in the creative arts do a lot of weird stuff where we're like, you know, we put stuff out on social media and we do advertisements and do all the weird stuff, and that it's it's not very clean cut. But when you clean a bathtub, you're like, oh, there's hey, a look. ring there. Yeah sides are clean Ooh, i can have a bath and not feel weird in it i was uh i was recently filming something and and because like i think the way that you're talking about like the creative arts is exactly that mm-hmm. you're just like these untangible uh experiences where you're like i don't know if i did a thing because i can't see it yet so i yeah. found myself in the hotel room and i was like they they didn't want to put the maid service in there because it was like it's oh. corona so they were like yeah if you really need something you gotta ask for it so i was just like making my bed the way that a hotel would make it every day <laughs> and every time yeah. a wrinkle showed up in the bed like i was in this hotel like almost 80 percent of the time i was there because i didn't want to get corona right. and i'm just like then i'm just like restocking myself i'm like i'd go down to the front <laughs> desk and i'd be like i need four coffees and a paper filter and then I would like come up and restock the coffee machine and just like wipe my counters and I'd sanitize every day. And I was like, I realized in the last day that I was just doing these psychotic things because I just needed like a tangible like yeah uh, thing and just like a, just a tangible response to my to my work, which would be like, yeah. I, I did a thing. I see a thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have to make a YouTube uh, suggestion. Ooh, recommendation. Yes. Uh, clean My Space. It's very good videos of how to, this is how I learned how to clean my washing machine nice. and my bathroom. It's actually kind of nice to watch somebody else do the cleaning. Yeah, there's a thing called on TikTok. It's called Clean Talk. And it's like, oh. there's so many like hashtag Clean Talk videos. And it's, yes. you basically just watch people clean things. And you, I didn't know that I enjoyed that until I did. Well, I wonder, because you kind of get the same feeling. You get right? that satisfaction. It's still a rush yeah. of, like, adrenaline because you're seeing something like, oh, yeah, that was dirty. Now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, I pressure know. washing videos. Oh, down oh, your, download God. yourself a pressure washing video. Yeah. I used to work in uh, the pressure in the pressure washing world in the, <laughs> in the trade. Not not cleaning, my, not cleaning it to myself, but being um, bossy and telling other people to do it. Right. And and getting in trouble for being bossy um but i was like guys you need to take videos of this this is gonna be a thing and they're like no creativity at work out you do i watch (laughs) this guy who just cleans pools and the level of satisfaction it delivers to me on a daily basis he just like he puts chemicals in there and like puts it on a time lapse and you watch all Mm -hmm. the algae disappear and then he vacuums out all the algae with this water vacuum 
Oh. The, I usually you watch that. like filthy, dirty water go to like crystal clear water. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, it is a high unto itself. It's it's a weird. Our brains are so fucking weird. Our brains like that. That and pimple videos. I They're one of the same. I, not, no, I say no. I say no to that. I don't know if it's because I suffer from my own 12-year-old acne. Right. I'm 36 years old. Um, I can't handle that. There's I a, can't handle the ear. The, yeah. Some of the, the body stuff I can't handle. The body stuff like, I like. I like it. Get it out of you. If it's in you, get it out of you. <laughs> I like chiropractor videos. Get those cracks out of you. Mm. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same muscle as the cleaning video. Like, I can feel yeah. my brain getting excited in the same way. All right, Carla. It's about that time to dive into the history. You got any history for us? I do. Now, again, I'm going to take a little leap in my history story for us. Edinburgh in Scotland. Yes. Prettiest nope. city in the world. It is beautiful. Such a lovely place. I've been in Glasgow. I actually haven't been to Edinburgh. I actually have never been to Glasgow, and I've been to Edinburgh tons. Really? Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. What I mean, where we were situated, but yes. Um, cause, oh yeah. Uh, I was. I was. Where would I have been? I was on Butte, the Isles yeah, of. So you Butte. were in the West Coast, right? Yeah. So okay. uh, friend of the pod, Lena. Her family's from that where. That, That's that right. Where yeah. that where area? That's or, where I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was um, her grandmother's house. Yeah. So Edinburgh has a very, I mean, we could spend 17 episodes talking about Edinburgh, but what I'm going to talk about specifically mm-hmm. is the Norlock. A lock is a lake and in Scotland. That's what a lock is. Right? Like um, Loch Ness Monster? Yes. It's <laughs> an Inverness Lock. Well, no, it's not called the Inverness Lock. But anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's by Nessie's by Inverness, which is where my family is. So yeah, so I'm going to talk about basically a city cleanup is what we're going to discuss today. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay, so we're talking the Norlock and Princess Street Gardens in Edinburgh. Um, The Royal Mile. So if you've ever seen a picture of Edinburgh, generally you probably have seen this beautiful old school castle built on volcanic rock. It's up above the city. Um, And so Back in the old days, they had a what would call what they called the Royal Mile, which was went which went down kind of this hill from the castle, and this was Old Town. And because you know it was Scotland and England kept being mean to them, <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> they had to encircle their city with a wall, and then because they had this then very steep slope to the east. So, originally, it would have just been, like, down below this area was a marsh. Uh, and it was kind of a natural defense because, you know, you would have to, like, climb up this hill thing. Right. But, you know, apparently English people can climb up hills. <laughs> so You're just like, could someone do this for us? <laughs> oh, the Scots yeah. are all the way up there, huh? They're like, oh, damn it, we haven't met any of the, like people that we put into slavery yet so damn it we'll have to do it ourselves i get the poor people to do it yeah um so they actually created a lock in this area so it's now what it lies between now what is now princess street gardens and waverly station so if you are if you've been to edinburgh if you've been on the um high street which is princess street which is where all the shopping is and then you know that there's the gardens below that to the left or to the right, sorry, to the west. Um, and Waverly Station is a train station. That's That would have all been water in that, that sort of lower area. Oh. So they filled it with water. Because Edinburgh Castle was actually <laughs> one of the most besieged, besieged castles? Right? I would say besieged. Word. Yep. In Britain. I mean, there's a lot of castles in Scotland, but like obviously Edinburgh was like the main power seat so that would make sense and so they needed a large body of water basically to act like almost a moat oh yeah which would be amazing yeah because yeah. so in 1460 sorry hold on two seconds good year <laughs> yeah <laughs> you like that one 
King James of Scotland II mm-hmm. uh, ordered for the area to be flooded to help defend Edinburgh Castle. And so they created this lock and then they were like, this is great. So we can't, like, people can't come into Old Town because we've got this wall and then we've got this moat. Except for sometimes it gets cold in Scotland and it freezes. Right. So that's not great. <laughs> Whoops. So, fuck. <laughs> people just skate over the lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how skating, that's how skating was invented. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you were in the English army, you had to learn how, how to, to skate. skate. Yeah. But before all that, we talk about the cons mm-hmm. of this lock. Let's talk about the uses of this lock. <laughs> uh, all right. Have you ever heard of witch ducking? I've never. I mean, other than in the intro, Carla, I've never heard of witch ducking. <laughs> How about the swimming test? I mean, I've had swimming tests. I've uh-huh. uh, embarrassingly failed a few. Right. Did they tie you thumb to toe? Thumb to toe? No, I don't. I don't remember that. I don't recall that. <laughs> That's good, because otherwise we should probably phone someone. Um, So this is a test that kind of came up in Europe as a way to test whether a witch was a witch, or sorry, I should say whether a suspect was a witch or not. Ooh. So basically... We discussed with uh, our friend of the pod, Victoria Banner, in our Halloween episode. This was one of the tests. Yes, exactly. So it wasn't that common in Scotland, uh, to do this but the theory goes probably i hope because they were like this is bullshit and doesn't make any sense you tie the women generally lots of times uh up and then if they float they're a witch and then you burn them but <laughs> if they don't float and they drown they weren't a witch so yay yeah i mean so, <laughs> so you die either way so there's no yeah. real hope no so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest being called a witch. And I mean, in Scotland, it was quite. They were. They were quite the, uh, the witch experts. I use experts, not in the way that it should be. <laughs> I did. I I watched a lot of Outlander. Um, mm. I don't really care for time travel, nor do I care for. I just they make love with one another quite frequently in that show. They do. There's a lot of ass. In There's that. a lot of lot of TNA in this in this show. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, yeah, that was a that was a big thing. They always were checking to see uh, if you're a witch or if you you know if you did things. People always think she's a witch. Yes. Also, she time traveled, so let's be honest. So, is she or isn't she's definitely a witch? Um, my favorite thing that happened in that show, I've only seen the first season, but my favorite thing that happened in that show is that, um, one of the people that she obviously had time traveled, she has the um, what's the vaccination scar that all of our parents have? Oh, uh, polio, yeah, she has the polio scar, and she's like, it's the witch scar. That's polio vaccination. Like, no, no. Like, gonna... we need to bring that shit back because I want to know who's vaccinated and who's not. Yeah, no, yeah, well, I do too. I want to see. I want to see what kind of person you are. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so there were stories that the a mob tried to, um, you know, test a suspect witch, but apparently the lock was so clogged with waste that it was difficult to get anything to sink at all. So everyone was floating on poop and <laughs> detritus and, you know, that yeah. shoe you didn't want anymore. So you just threw it in the lock. And also according to, this is on Wikipedia. There, Okay, so I do, I want to like stipulate with this specific story. This is the weirdest story that I've had to do in terms of history research. There is a lot of uh word like sentences that are word for word in each article i would check right so that makes me suspicious because that means like they're just quoting each other and there's no original sources so take everything i'm saying with a grain of salt but anyways according to this survey of scottish witchcraft they are showing very little evidence of actual um drowning accidental i guess right in the scottish witch trials scottish witch trials did happen but they weren't in theory drowning 
Um, it was a super popular place to commit suicide, though. It was oh. a super popular place? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, <laughs> and also, they did do public executions of drowning. Okay. So one example of this, which, again, this gets quoted in every single source that you see. I don't know how true this is. But in 1629, apparently, George Sinclair was uh, confessed to incest with his two sisters. Let's be honest. He probably was just molesting them. So I don't know why, but he and the older sister were um, charged. Okay. And they were put in a large chest with holes drilled in it and thrown into the locked drown. Jesus, that's like a horror movie. Yeah. Isn't it? Now, apparently they did find the chest in in 1820 with these two bodies. So maybe that is true, I guess. But it's super shitty. And then thankfully, drowning as an execution form was banned in Scotland in 1685. So, yay. Woohoo! Um, that seems like a yeah, it doesn't seem like a great way to die it's probably my most fearful way of dying I mean I would definitely not want to be on fire it's like claustro yeah I would want to be on fire but like claustrophobia mixed with mm-hmm. drowning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like you're locked in a thing and you drown also Ugh. you're with your brother who may have molested you and they're like All right, here or you maybe go. there's some love who knows <laughs> maybe we don't know we, we don't, don't know, know. <laughs> um the other aspect of this, as I sort of mentioned, that this lock was full of not nice things in the section that I've called in my notes, Dirty City. Dirty. Uh, dirty. Dirty City. Here's the problem. If you've been to Edinburgh, it's actually not a very big, if you're like kind of in the touristy area, it's not very big. You can really walk pretty much easily everywhere. Like it's not like London where it's kind of, even like London is quite spread out comparison right um that's not that's my own anecdotal evidence don't yeah that might not be true 100 percent. no so but, what, it, but what it is what was happening mm, um so what was happening was obviously like i said they had this wall the flodden wall it was 23 feet high and five foot thick and it started at the castle and then went south and kind of enclosed the old town and then you have the lock on the east side uh, so what happened was basically for 250 years, barely a house was built outside of the wall because it was safe in there. You know, if you were having right raiders or English, mostly it was the English. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you were safer people coming with, at you, then to be yeah. behind the wall would be far more safe. The problem was there's no sewage system. Oh yeah. It's the poop. That'll get you every time. The poop, the poop always gets you. <laughs> And the other thing that's, like, really, really cool, but also not great, um, about Edinburgh is that it had some of the first skyscrapers. So what would happen was because they couldn't build, obviously, out, um, they would they would grow up. So they had, um, and they could build into the side of the rock, just above where the lock was. Yeah. And so, like, the average building was 10 to 11 stories high. This is in the 1700s. Wow. I mean, like, the, I, like, just I, I wonder about the structural uh, oh, technology at that point. No. Right? Yeah, this like, is not Does that great. not feel like it would be just, like, not on point? Oh, yeah. It's very haphazard. And if you um, are interested in, I'm obsessed with underground stuff, um, there's a ton of places where, because they were building into the rock, there's just a lot of underground housing um, businesses, right, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So it was just this incredible city, and obviously those buildings are still there. It's a, that's why I like it so much. It's such a weird looking city. Um, but what happens? Okay, so you're on the like the sixth floor. You go into the bathroom. What are you gonna do? I don't walk it all the way down the stairs. Also, where are you gonna throw it? Like, let's be honest. Window Even shitting. You... People are window yeah. shitting. <laughs> No, like- not quite. Not quite. Okay. Um, but what you would do, because obviously Scottish people, very similar to Canadians, we got to be polite. So they would yell out, Gardaloo, which means watch out for the water. 
And people below, yeah, if they were in the thing, they would say, um, I'm going to try to do a Scottish accent just to annoy my husband. Yeah. Hold your hand, which means hold your hand. Yeah. Honestly, because, you know, yeah. you, can, you can all understand my Scottish accent. Yeah. Hold your um, hand. I can't do it. So basically, you're like, wait a second. Like, basically, you're saying, like, I'm going to throw my shit out the window. <laughs> and you're going, like, just a second. And then you would hide in, in a doorway. So you were not splattered with the waste. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> who let this go? Like. It happened for a long time. That's so funny to me. People were like, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, like when we do stuff, like you don't know how ridiculous it is until it, 20 years yeah. has passed. We actually had to cut channels into solid waste to get to the front of their home. Yikes. So, you know, sometimes, like, in Calgary, like, or in other wintry areas, you have to shovel the walks. Yeah. You know, because the snow. Good grief. It's, but it's shit. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not your shit as well. Like, it's, it's some of it's your shit, but some of it's <laughs> the 11 other stories of houses above you. Oh, my God. Throwing that in. So... There used there I used to play a video game like and it was like I don't even know what it was but they had a poop smith <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize that was like that'd be yeah yeah that'd be a job that would be a yeah. job <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good job hey you know what that's where this uh, like that's still a saying people say like oh yeah you're still shoveling shit for a living <laughs> that's like still a saying mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that's where it comes from. Could be from Edinburgh, yeah. So over its 600-year history of being this lock, this nor- the Norlock, um, it was basically used as a dumping ground. So waste matter from the town slaughterhouses went in there. You know, you don't want that hoof. No one's eating the hoof. Right. So that's going in the water. Um, and yeah, essentially it would just turn into a cesspit. Ugh. Uh, and would have been very, very smelly. So some apparently somebody's some people say like that's where people get their water from, like their drinking water oh. from. But I don't think that's true. Um, also, there was a buildup of methane gas, which would concentrate in sort of the narrow closes, and they would it would lead up the banks of this uh, lock and cause hallucinations. <laughs> which sounds fun. I mean, it sounds but- pretty good. But it would be like poo hallucinations, right? Yeah. Poo-induced hallucinations. So I don't know. I don't know like what that would be like. Yeah. I uh, mean, I've heard of those people drinking coffee from a cow's, from a cat's oh, butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they weird, like eat yeah. it, eat the beans and poop them out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, if you can drink coffee, surely you can get high. Yeah. Yeah. But do you want to? Is it okay? Uh, so basically, in the uh, so the other aspect of this, obviously, we've kind of been talking about is that it it totally restricted uh, growth of the city, right? So in 1603, King James the sixth, who was also then King James the first of England, he gave the lock title to the town council, and they uh, also wanted to build the North Bridge. So this is the thing I forgot about but found out again today basically Edinburgh was like a just shit ton of like a lot of really big hills and so all they did they just instead of like I don't know building on top of hills like they do in lots of places they just built bridges so Edinburgh doesn't it's not flat like it doesn't feel flat but it feels flatter than you think yeah because there's yeah weird yeah so very cool because they did it in like a time when you know maybe bridges weren't <laughs> engineering was in its infancy let's say. right i was gonna say they, they're not as structurally sound like yeah like so like a <laughs> like a rock in the corner st- could take out a pillar <laughs> <laughs> um but some of them are still there uh again friend of the pod Chantel and i went um to edinburgh a couple few years ago we did there's a lot of ghost tours yeah you can go into the bottom of these bridges and because they were um they would like they were kind of hollowed out so they would be used as storage rooms people would live in them um so there's a lot of horror stories and i just not great with that i'm not allowed to go on ghost tours. <laughs> it scares you forever 
So the this is a weird thing. I actually wanted to do this episode about about draining the lock because that's kind of cleaning, right? Um, I could not find any information on how they how they like emptied this lock. I remember being, you know, you go on a ghost tour and they tell you all these stories, and ninety percent of them are bullshit. Yeah. Um. So I remember people tell you know telling me these stories about draining the lock. Um and how they would find dead bodies and everything in them. But I could not find any information, and I really went on a bit of a tangent, and I don't know what happened, why they didn't don't know. But anyways, it was from 1813 to 1820 under the supervision of James Jar- Jardine. They, so like I said, they built the North Bridge that connected Newtown, which is for anybody that's been there, Princess Street, High Street, like to the east. Um, to the old town and they needed a dry valley obviously um and maybe they didn't realize like how dry they needed it because the first bridge collapsed and killed five workmen okay as it does yeah because you don't want to really be building in a marsh fair um yeah so they believe that they started draining it from the east um they likely dammed the input now I don't normally get my information from Quora. Right. I, I'm a more of a Reddit girl myself. Yeah. Um, but someone did sort of talk about it. They said that, you know, it was likely that it may have actually been fairly shallow. So they actually, there is no obvious open water courses that would have drained into that area or out of that area. There isn't, like, the ocean obviously is not that far away, but that's, it's, it's actually quite far away. Right. So, yeah, so now what we have is Princess Street Gardens, which is a beautiful gardens. It's home to the Scott Monument. The Voit- There's a Wojciech, the bear statue, Wojciech from World War II. We've never talked about that, but it was a bear that was in the war. Whoa. And he was, he was a war person. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, there's a beautiful fountain there. Yeah. So that's that. Holy smokes. That's the history. Clean, it, clean, cleaning up the shit from the street and the water. <laughs> that's hey, listen to me. If that's not spring cleaning, I don't know what is. Yeah, right on. Well, that's awesome. Shall I bring us into the future? Yes, please. Um, I read a lot of articles, and I so I thought I would just do a little bit more of a futuristic PC, uh, PSA uh, okay. about how much of this stuff is going to the landfill. So throw things out, they just get the big bins in front of their houses and they, Mm. you know, like a lot of that's going to the landfill. So nowadays there's like a lot of different ways you can recycle all the stuff you're throwing out. You know, like we talked about it earlier, but like honestly, just like reselling it. Facebook Marketplace Mm -hmm. is a great place to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Taking it to the goodwill. If you don't care about it, you just would see it, rather see it donated and used again. Uh, you know, like before you even get to like a garbage, it can be reused probably a bunch of times and maybe you can make money on it. Uh, also, like when it, when they say throwing out a lot of stuff, like if you're going to throw out plastic, make sure you put it, take it to a place that recycles plastic. Like just right. kind of like a few extra steps because they are throwing out so much. So that was like a major story uh, that kept coming up and up and up again is during the spring how uh infiltrated the landfills get with stuff that could probably have just been reused you can call you can go to the city's website to see the best recycling places or like Mm -hmm. what you know what the rules for recycling and i think most cities have like a thing where you can just put in like an object and and they'll tell you where to go yeah so yeah recycle your spring cleaning you motherfuckers (laughs) yes thank you Brittany. that's very good yeah you're welcome that was my uh my new story you want to take us into the very exciting drink oh yeah do i ever uh we are doing this week corona uh, this is like when it, you uh pick this because yes. i think you tie spring in with corona is that correct yeah like i think it's kind of that um it's a very kind of summery beer right like you kind of associate a lot of times with the beach and so i always have this tradition where you know on the first couple sunny days of spring i have a i have corona right so, so that's, that's it's that's a tradition it's literally also i clean with corona obviously you know <laughs> 
I that makes it sound like you're using Corona to clean, but I clean the inside of myself. I clean the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Corona is a pretty uh, interesting drink. It is obviously uh, from Mexico, but did Ooh. you know that it was originated? Uh, a German uh, originally came up with it. Really, it a German oh, origin. Germans in the beer, man. They just they got a hold on it. They got a hold on it. Uh, it first <laughs> came in in 1925 as a Pilsner beer in a Grupo uh, Modelo, which is a place in Mexico. It was mm-hmm. one of the largest, uh, and still is, the largest brewery in Mexico. Right. So the following year, uh, Grupo Modelo considered storing the beer. Uh, so they, they came up with it in, uh, like I said, 1925. And then a year later, they came up with the idea that they wanted to store it in uh, dark bottles to preserve its flavor. Okay. However, they made the wise decision to then beer it in clear, transparent bottles. Right, which, I mean, that's, there actually isn't that many beers that come in a clear, transparent bottle. I mean, that Corona, the bottle, the mark, like, the brand is very, very original and... and yeah, so it's like, it probably changed the flavor of it a little bit, too, maybe made it a little lighter, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. just like, yeah, that's when it was... Here, I'll tell you a little more about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, ten years after its launch, Corona Extra became one of Mexico's lar- uh, best-selling beers thanks to its unique and aggressive, innovative marketing strategies. In 1937, the company instigated efforts to market Corona Extra for its fine quality product and distinguished itself from rival be- uh, be- beverages in Mexico called uh, Pluque and yeah, which was a native ad- indigenous alcoholic drink made from fermented sap. Oh. Wow. Oh, cool. Uh, of the agave. <laughs> I want to try that. Yeah. So apparently that's what it was like going against the, the most. And because it, it because of it's all its different marketing, it became the biggest beer in Mexico and it is now one of the number one beers sold in the United States as well. All the way up right. to 1989. So it's been around for a pretty long time. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's also just a light. How would you describe it? It's a light. It's a very light um lager i guess yeah yeah and they encourage you to put um, citrus into it mm-hmm. very nice mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely one of my kind of favorite beers i actually don't drink it in mexico because a lot of places in mexico well the resorts i go to the resorts i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> in mexico they they uh don't generally serve corona in the resorts oh that's right but, yeah um, I think it's Modelo that they have. But anyways, I Corona is a... It's just a nice light beer. Obviously, it's very refreshing. It's really, really good for drinking, you know, as they've kind of put out as their brand on a beach. Yeah. You know, in your backyard. Yeah, and it's not... It's is it el- its alcohol content is lower, is it not? Yeah, it's a 4.6. Yeah, so it's a light beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, yeah, awesome. the, I think it'd be good for spring cleaning. It's light. It's airy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes you forget. You might be able to clean your toilet with it. I don't know. You, I don't know how these things work. It's one of those life hacks. You just do Corona and vinegar. And it <laughs> takes any ring off. Fuck, any you toilet. use vinegar for everything. Oh, God. The vinegar. Vinegar. Yeah. My husband hates the smell of vinegar, and I'm obsessed at the moment with cleaning everything with vinegar. We can clean Not it. Not to spite him, but also... Vinegar and baking soda will literally take off anything. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> our, there's our spring cleaning tips for you. <laughs> Vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. It'll take yeah. off anything. Uh, do you have any interesting <laughs> facts for us? I do. Um, so going back to kind of the bottle of Corona, um, if you kind of look at I honestly never really looked at it that closely. Um, you have this sort of sun in the blue uh, box and so that's supposed to be sort of the sun over the blue sea oh that's nice. there's also why i don't know why i miss this there's like two griffins on either side of it and a griffin is a lion's body with an eagle head and they're uh the designated guardians oh the beer oh that's pretty yeah. cool i don't think i ever realized what that logo was i know i think i just looked at it and then today i was like oh look weird animals on it they're like hey some griffins on here <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned the lime wedge yes 
Uh, no one knows where this is coming from. Really? So some people say that the lime wedge, I've always heard that you stick the lime wedge in there to keep the flies out of uh, going into the bottle. Some people say that it was a bartender that like made a bet that he could get people to put uh, lime wedges into their drink. Which that would be my favorite, I think, if that was true. Yeah. Um, again, you mentioned because of the lighter bottle, I guess. Um, that when you open it, it has like a skunkier smell. So then it's supposed to like cover that. Huh. But most likely, marketing. Yeah, could have been just marketing, you know? Because it, it makes it a little bit different. Right? And it makes it a little more, it's like a beachier, like, you know, citrus, mm-hmm. like tropical, you know, idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it looks interesting, you know, if you had never seen the beer before, it's kind of cool. Oh, I get to put a lime wedge in there. Right. Um, so yeah, so good, good marketing strategy, if, if nothing else. Uh, also Corona sales have actually increased in 2020, despite claims that coronavirus right. had made them drop. Yeah. So, I bet it would make it. Everyone bought it as a joke. Well, and I think also I would hope most people are not that dumb. Oh, yeah. They know they can't get coronavirus from a coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would hope. It gives me... Hope for the human race. For, oh, Jesus, yeah. Which we need a lot of that. Right <laughs> um, okay, right, going to back to spring cleaning. Uh, they're not sure where this whole thing came from. I, I assume it kind of is just an innate thing. Um, in Iran, people celebrated the new year with cleaning um a kun they call it kuna tekani uh which basically means shaking the house oh. and it would be everything in the house would be clean and all the family members were expected to assist so not just not just the ladies the ladies Ooh, yeah the boys were come on it's time to clean they up. had to exactly um chinese new year people would clean their houses before the new year to rid the um rid their bad luck from the past year which i kind of like i like that sort of yeah like moving on idea yeah um people who have allergies we both are allergy super allergies um i don't know if this is true but kind of makes sense Spring cleaning can actually make your allergies worse because our bodies actually get a little bit used to the air that we're living with uh, during the winter time because we're not opening windows. We're not like moving things around. Right. Um, and then you change this by opening all the windows and getting all the dust out and all the whatever out. Um, so it can actually like kind of flare up. Your Activate allergies. new allergies too. I bet you, you're letting yeah. all the new pollen in and everything, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and... I've always thought that dust was just made up of dead skin, but Ooh. apparently it's not. What's most host, most household dust is made up of animal dander, insect waste, really insect carcasses, really dirt, sand, airborne pollutants, and then some skin mixed in. But it's actually not a lot. It's just mostly so, dead bugs. Yeah, <laughs> and their poops. They throw it out their windows and then no one. They don't have a poop smith. Your hand. Ah. And this will, this will, uh, we, you and I have been talking about this a lot lately because we've both, you've moved to hardwood floor on your main floor. I've moved to a place that has hardwood floor. Yeah. Uh, each square meter of carpet is holding a kilo of dirt. Oh, gag me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Get it out, guys. Get that carpet out of your Especially house. If you got pets. Yeah, definitely. My my dog definitely wipes her arse on the carpet, and you can't <laughs> stop them mid mid bum drag. Well, it's not even that. I mean, it's like the the smaller like parts, like animal dander. Like I said, it's going to be like the dust, the all that kind of stuff gets in there. You can't, you know, really get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So gag me. All right. Well, are those your interesting facts? That is, yeah. Okay, well, I think this has been, I think we've done an adequate job of uh, both accomplishing something and getting drunk. Yeah, I think so. Are you going to go spring clean now? I'm going to spring clean my mind of being awake by laying it on a pillow and (laughs) drifting off to slumber. Uh, Sounds lovely. (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you very much for listening. We do this every week. Uh, Check everybody out on the Cho Podcast Network. Uh, We're Mm -hmm. we're thrilled to be a part of the crew there. Um, 
and yeah check us out on spotify there's a oh yeah go ahead sorry i think the show is having a um youtube i think on youtube yep it's called going viral stop going viral and it's on the 29th 30th and 31st and it is a festival yeah we're gonna be on that festival Mm-hmm. and it's for charity so good things good things check it out uh yeah and keep listening and like subscribe do all the things we need to do we love you thank you so much catch you next week thanks guys